Welcome to AM Best Audio. ENS has seen remarkable growth in recent years, but will that continue? And what's the future of ENS? We have a terrific panel to discuss that today. They are Dave Obenauer, CEO CRC Group, Michael Garrison, Hartford's Head of Navigators Wholesale, Dan Smurl, President Admiral, and David Blades, Associate Director, Industry Research, AM Best. And David, let's start with you. Nobody knows better than you what sort of success ENS has seen in the past few years. You do the industry research report every year. Can this growth be sustained, however? So you can test my prognostication skills right off the bat, right? Uh, I think when you think about what we've seen in the last few years, again, double-digit growth each of the last four years in terms of the overall surplus lines market, I don't know that it'll continue at the level where we saw in 2021 when we're talking about 25% growth, but I think the dynamic nature of so many of the different risks that are uh, that surplus lines companies are providing solutions for in the marketplace when you think of cyber liability and or cybersecurity and all the risks that are associated there, environmental liability, uh, professional liability, and employment practices. There are so many different risks that are changing and the dynamic nature of these risks is, is going to necessitate surplus lines companies and, and through their wholesale brokers be a part of creating the solutions for those risks for different insureds. And I think you know, we're going to see that continue over the near to medium term, maybe not producing 25% growth on an annual basis, but I think definitely we're going to continue to see that. Yeah, I think it's spot on. You know, the industry growth certainly has been uh, very high in the last couple of years, um, but it's been an ongoing trend now for many years. The industry's uh, now about 20% of the overall uh, commercial business, uh, and that's a big slice, and that, that's up more than twofold over the last 10 years. So that, that's a mega trend I think will continue to the point you made. Uh, I agree. I think there's still going to be uh, the potential for growth. Uh, again, maybe not at the same level coming off of COVID-impacted years, seeing that inflation might be lessening some, uh, but also looking and seeing the impact on claim activity with social inflation uh, and claims costs being higher it's going to disrupt the market uh, on a continued basis. And as that happens, I think more business will still continue to flow to the ENS market. Yep, I think that's fair. I think we have two sides of it. I think we have the complexity and the volatility side that has been the cyclical nature of ENS historically, and we have the technology and efficiency side of the ENS space, which I believe going forward will be the stickiest side of the business and how the producers and the carriers stay with that. I believe there's a there's a good upswing going forward. So keeping it there with you, Michael Garrison, where will the opportunity in ENS come from over the next decade? So over the next decade, I, th I think we stay with that. It's it's twofold, but I think the stickier side, our ability to to maintain those efficiencies and grow that technology, improve that technology. Uh, I think as from a from a navigator from the Hartford perspective, when we look going forward, how do we reduce the bands from our complexity side of the business down to our very efficient small commercial side of the business. Right now you probably have fifteen to twenty thousand dollars of of gap between where a small commercial steps in and where our more complex players step in. Our ability to work into that gap and provide solutions, uh, enhance coverages for some of those so those insureds through the producers, I think that's where a lot of growth activity comes over the next decade. 
I think the core of all that is innovation. Our industry in particular is an innovative industry. It has to be by necessity to, to address the risks and the evolving nature of our overall economy. Uh, and that innovation will drive the growth, whether it's through efficiencies and technology or through more and new products and new risks to be covered. So all that will continue, I think, drive the, uh, the growth in the, in the space. Dave, over an hour, you just mentioned uh, innovation. Part of that is technology. Will InsureTech continue to be a big part of ENS? I think so, very much. InsureTech, we see it in different flavors. You know, partly as an enabler, um, for sure. Uh, partly in terms of a disruptor as well. Uh, the industry, as we've talked, the innovation requires technology, right? There's a important balance between technology and people. This is still very much a people business, a relationship business, but technology will play a bigger and bigger part of it, not just in automation, but also in empowering those people to be more effective at what they do through data and analytics. Um, so that, that is, quite frankly, I think we're in the early innings of that as an industry, uh, and that will be, a, I think, a, a hallmark more and more as we go forward harnessing the power of data and using it in a way that drives value to the clients and the insurers across the board. I think that's spot on, Dave. You know, when I look at uh, the underwriting community around the ENS landscape, it's how do we help those underwriters make quicker decisions, get to get to the more quality submissions faster, and have quality data behind those those submissions and the renewal portfolio for segmentation to say, how do we help the producers, how do we help the insureds have a faster response, more efficient, and be clear on the appetite going forward. So I think the insured tech feature from the actuarial and data science standpoint really drives a lot of the business going forward. And I think, honestly, I think they, they covered it perfectly. I think, like you said, what, what the data is doing, it's empowering people. Again, like you said, it's still a people-driven business, but the fact is that Insure tech and those advents are allowing those people, are giving those people more power, more ability to use the data that's available, and like you said, to make quicker and better decisions. And that's what really what's going to drive being able to deal with some of the more, more and more complex issues um, that we're going to see and that we're going to continue to see handled in the surplus lines marketplace. So I think just the fact that it's empowering those people to do those jobs to meet the challenge, because it's going to be a continuing challenge. The bar is going to keep getting raised, and I think that's where insure tech is going to play a huge part. I'll just finish that out if I can. I think when I look at the underwriting community again around that, that's really what gets them into having a, a, an enjoyable experience. It's more fun to underwrite when you've got more data and empowerment behind you to drive that business. Now, we don't want the underwriters to be quoting and not getting any benefit out of it. So this is very helpful and looking forward to getting them back to having fun and enjoyable time underwriting that business. That's the same. The uh, InsureTech is going to be really important, especially on the lower level, less complex business. Uh, taking that off the underwriter's desk to free them up to work on the more complex ENS risk is, is something that we must do uh, to be able to get to that business on a regular basis. So Dan Smarl, David Blaze just talked about this continuing to be a people-driven business. Where are those people going to come from? How are we going to address the talent crisis in ENS? Uh, it's been a big shift in ENS. Uh, I, I've been in the ENS side for about 20 years now. And Back then, uh, everyone was typically very experienced, high-level experience in the ENS side. Uh, the big shift has been uh, a talent gap and having to have uh, a process where you're bringing in young talent, uh, you need to be able to develop them and retain them. So having programs like internship programs, uh, learning development, which again, ENS used to lack in that area, and we're seeing everybody uh, is really have, has a big investment in, in learning and development to be able to take that talent and have them learn uh, from the experienced underwriters, learn from the industry, uh, learn how to use our data, uh, all those things that are, that are necessary because as we grow, 
that speed and responsiveness is more and more important. So the ability to make those quicker decisions is something that has to be done every day. The other crisis we have on a talent perspective is that of lack of diversity as an industry. And, and it's something where I think as an industry is starting to respond to more effectively. An example being the WSA Diversity Foundation established uh, not long ago. Is really helping firms, I think, better address that, find ways to build a talent pipeline and really encourage not just attracting people, but retaining and helping, helping them grow in our business. And that's something certainly I think firms are appreciative of the importance of uh, getting that right going forward. And recently on that same note, uh, WSIA has pulled diversity committee together with the career development committee and how we focus um, our, our group efforts to go out and build the awareness around the insurance community. I, you think about it, probably very few of us in the business these days have been around as long, you know, 30 years or so, decided, hey, we were going to get into this business when we when were coming out of college. Now, you know, we're really driving to build that interest to say, I want a career in insurance and let us show you why it's interesting and fascinating and why very few of us ever left once we got in. It's definitely a great opportunity. Uh, we've increased our focus on diversity and inclusion, uh, both at Admiral and WR Berkeley, uh, because as Dave said, it's, there's, there's another opportunity to find new talent and we continue to look for that at various levels, uh, especially we've uh, increased our intern program uh, to work with universities all around the country focused on diversity. And uh, we have many people from Admiral that have been through things like the Inroads program. And that's something, again, where we found incredible talent uh, for ourselves and just looking to expand on that. And this has been a terrific panel. Dave Obenauer, Michael Garrison, Dan Smurl, David Blades, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. And from the WSIA conference in San Diego, I'm John Weber for AM Best TV. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.